0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast.
1: I'm Earl Green and this is your Sci Fi Five. Five minutes of science fiction history for March 10th. Greetings programs. If you or any Tron fans you've ever known really wanted to walk onto the game grid and test your skills against Sark himself, 1983 was a good year to do it because it was on this day in 1983 that Bally Midway released the arcade game Discs of Tron, a game whose packaging was as impressive as the game itself. Midway had already released the spectacularly successful Tron arcade game in 1982. You know, the one where you had to choose between battling tanks, light cycles, grid bugs, and the inexorable rotating shielding of the master control program's cone like enclosure. One might even argue that the game was more of an immediate success than the movie, which took a little bit more time to catch on. But the Tron arcade game was originally supposed to have a fifth stage as well. And it would have been something like Discs of Tron, but Midway decided, and there may have been a little bit of prodding from Walt Disney Studios to get the first arcade game completed as a promotional tool for the movie, to make Discs of Tron a separate game. The game once again turns you into Tron, facing off against Sark, flinging deadly discs at one another across a chasm, where the only safe place for either of you to stand is a platform made of concentric rings, or in later levels, a row of these platforms made of rings. The rings might disappear depending on what happens in the game, in which case you have less safe space to defend or prepare for the next attack. All the while, Sark is taunting you. At least, it sounds kind of like Sark. Or maybe it was someone who may or may not have been David Warner, shouting through a box fan to hear his robot voice. But what else was special about Discs of Tron, aside from some early 80s synthetic smack talk? What was on the outside of the game was just as important as the world inside the game, and we'll tell that tale in just a moment.
0: Another important video game was released today, On March 10, 1980, the two-year-old arcade game Space Invaders invaded the home video Atari 2600 system. Sales of the Atari VCS quadrupled, and Space Invaders was the killer app that propelled its way to revenues of nearly $4 billion by 1982. The game and its updated versions continue to be one of the top-grossing entertainment products of all time. It wasn't
1: just Discs of Tron's valiant attempt at early 80s voice synthesis or the game's actually kind of impressive graphics that made it the highlight of your local arcade. This whole thing was wrapped up in what was called an environmental cabinet with a small perch for you to sit on, glowing graphics from floor to ceiling, and pulsating black lights timed to events in the game itself. It really did put you on the game grid. And, as I discovered when I tried to step into a Disks of Tron machine for the first time in over 20 years, the Master Control Program really only wanted skinny people on the game grid. But all of that added lighting, as atmospheric as it was, made the game quite an energy hog. And of course, sooner or later, all of those light bulbs, including the black lights, would have to be replaced. Even if you weren't lucky enough to be the current player, there was a window at the player's back allowing onlookers to peek in on their progress without leaning into the enclosure and intruding on the player. And all that for a quarter, or maybe 50 cents depending on how much your local arcade operator decided the experience was worth. Discs of Tron wasn't available to play at home until the Game Boy Advance or the Xbox Live Arcade, but unless you've got a really amazing home decoration scheme, these home versions, as nice as they are, lose that added touch of putting you inside the game. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for March 10th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry.